What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast, Paris, Texas. I have a good friend here that I've been really good friends with her for probably three or four months, but when we became friends, we became really close because we have very similar uh, interest in life. So, Leah Emerson, hello. Hello, hello. Um, so, I'm just going to start off with the first question. Are you Parisian or are you Parasite? Well, I'm a proud Parisian. Yay! So, born and raised, I guess technically in Reno, but I would say I'm Parisian. Yeah. But I live in Paris now, in the city of Paris. Correct. And it's awesome. Oh, yeah. And you love Paris like I do for all of its awesomeness. I do. Yeah, I don't think I really appreciate it as much, though, until I left and then I came back. And, or actually, I, I appreciate it more when I left. I realized how much I did truly appreciate it, and felt, and I felt re fell in love with my hometown. I have the exact same story. Like that happened. The exactest thing happened to me. Like, I liked it as a, as a kid, but it took me leaving to realize. Yeah. It's kind of what's that age old saying? Like with relationships, like uh, time apart grows the heart fonder, or something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. That's exactly how I would say I felt. And like I originally left and was super excited about where I was. And then the longer I was there, I still loved where I was and I loved the experiences I was getting. But at the same time, I was, my heart was kind of always reminded of my love for Paris. And so okay. definitely love it. So um, we're going to go back in history here. Um, so you, where'd you go to school? I went to North Mar from kindergarten to grade 12. <laughs> so the whole time. All campuses. And uh, what year did you graduate? I graduated in 2008. We have my 10-year oh. reunion tonight. Oh, so yay. that makes me feel um, wise. So we had a weird connection that took me months to figure out, which is really probably just lack of paying attention on my part. Your sister and I, like, graduated together, yes. right? Yeah. Candace. So she graduated in 2000. In 2000, yes. In 2000. She went by Michelle then, but she's... Oh, oh. Her and real name is Candace. Maybe that was the of. disconnect. I don't know yeah. if that was the disconnect or what, but for some reason, I just did not, it did not register in Broadway's brain. Yep. You, and y'all look now, you said yeah. you look different. Well, we never really looked alike. We didn't think, and not very many other people ever commented on it either until I moved back and I, and people would be like, Hey, Candace, how you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> and I didn't want to be rude. So I'm like, oh, hey, I'm good. <laughs> and then finally I was like, okay, well, I live here now again. So I have to actually correct people. And so we always say, well, we have the same face and we have the same parents. <laughs> so Y'all do look very, very close at this stage of life. Yes. All right. So you But got let it be known she's nine years, nine, almost 10, but nine full years older than me. I just want to, want to put that out there. Did she try to lie and say... Yeah, she's been 29 for about, I don't know, nine years. <laughs> she's coming up on her 10-year reunion, too, oh, of being 29. Being 29. <laughs> Sorry, Ooh, Candace. Get you. hope she hears this. Um, I mean, doesn't hear this. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you graduated 2008. Yep. What happened then? Well, uh, I immediately moved to Denton, Texas, uh, like, two months later, three months later for college. So I went to Texas Women's University, was pursuing nursing, something in the medical field originally. Um, it took me about two months to realize that was a terrible idea. Um, so I switched my major. One day I just, I got out of AMP, like I, my anatomy class, and 
it was like had this awe moment where we were gonna supposedly like work on cadavers or something and I was like yeah I'm gonna be a psychologist now (laughs) so I walked I left class early and I walked to the administration office and I changed my major she asked me what I wanted to do and I said what's the fastest offer (laughs) what can I finish the fastest and she said well I think maybe with your classes you already have you could be a psychology major so I was like done I'll take that option and so (laughs) yeah sold so I did that and I only did that for like you know the one semester and then um there was my grandma had gotten really sick that year uh she had cancer for about seven years and it was kind of what we thought was coming to the end of that journey and so I moved home uh there was some other factors in there I was going to go to UNT and all these other things had happened but pretty much I, I came back to Paris and at that point it wasn't necessarily I wouldn't say by choice even though I did love Paris it's just not what I thought would happen so I load up everything in my little Jeep Liberty and drove back home and moved back in with my parents for a little bit. And then I, I kind of was here for a couple of years, going to PJC, working at the Sonic in Reno for five years. Uh, so anyway, it was, it was good, though. I was really, I think it was the right move. And um, I, I, I'm glad that it ha- happened that way. So. so Sonic for five years. Yeah, I started there when I was 15. As a little car hop, uh, I did not wear skates. I'm sure that question's about to come, but no, I, I did put them that. on one time though. And my now, did they give you a raise if you wore skates? Yes. So that's what I was gonna say. Is like they, w- I fi- I found out like after maybe a year of working there, like hey, if you wear skates, then you get a 50 cent raise. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna wear skates. So I put them on, and my boss told me he would give me a 50 cent raise if I would take them off. <laughs> so. So I was like, done, <laughs> even better. So I wore them for about 15 minutes, and I took them off, and I still got my raise. <laughs> I was really due for one anyway, though. Oh, good. So, That's yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, so you were there, you were at Sonic, for, and when did you, li- like, where did you go after that? So I was, I had a few roommates, we were living together, was going to school, sort of, kind of not very serious about it, but going to PJC. Um, no, were you still and, wrapping up psychology stuff? Yeah, I mean, sort of. I, I didn't really know. I wasn't focused on education, even though I knew I wanted one, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. Nothing sounded interested Shot to in me at all. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, psychology at this, and I'm not saying that that's an easy degree, but in length and for the classes I already had, it was going to be the fastest route to mm-hmm. take. So uh, I was kind of doing that, and then uh, I did that till I was 20. Uh, well, in 2000, no, yeah. At the end of 2010, I applied for what's called the Discipleship Training School. So that's with an organization called YWAM, also Youth with a Mission is the full name. And that was in Australia. And I had never, I've never, at that point, had never been on a plane. I didn't have a passport. I mean, my family went on very, very... Um, simple vacations. <laughs> they were great. I love my family, but we just went to like Branson, Missouri and Hot Springs, Arkansas and like maybe Galveston once. So I'd never really been anywhere and I don't even know. It was like two o'clock in the morning. You know when you're like, you're trying to like do, I don't know, you get into this place where you're like, I'm just gonna start Googling stuff and see what's oh, yeah. out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was on like a, a four hour Google funnel and wound up on this like landing page randomly from a pop-up on Google that said travel Australia and I was like yes sold so click that button 
And uh, I never, ever in a million years thought that I would go. I honestly didn't. But then I like, you know, I'm excited. I'm telling people, yeah, I applied for this school in Australia. Well, then once I had told a few people, then everybody's like, Leah's going to Australia. And Made so then real. I was like, oh my gosh, I like, I don't want to be the person that, fl- you know, that flakes on what I said I was going to do. I just thought they would be like laughing and then we would all move past it and I would still work at Sonic. That's not what happened. Wow. So I started fundraising. Well, actually, I went to church, and it had made it back around to one of the deacons in our church. And he was like, hey, I heard that you were, had applied for this missions trip in Australia. I want to give you some money to go towards it. So I had my first donation, and then it was like, bum, bum, bum. It was Super like real. real. Yeah. And then people just started giving me money and, like, supporting me. And, I, and it was the craziest thing I've ever I, – I, at first, I didn't even ask for anything. People were just like, I want to support you. I want you to go and do this. We're so proud of you, that kind of thing. So I was like, oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> and so then I kind of got serious about fundraising, and I think it was like $12,000 in like four months or something. Wow. Yeah. So I, I even put like uh, spray-painted toilets and put them in people's yards, and then they had to pay to get them out. I don't know a, if I would recommend that, but <laughs> it worked. We called it You Got Tanked. It's kind of like you got punked, but... And so I would even charge extra to get insurance. Like you can make sure the toilet doesn't come back to your yard. Um, <clears throat> so did you, how did, did you think that up or did you find that on Google? I don't remember. I think I had seen it. I don't really know. I didn't look it up, but I, some, for some reason it came up. And then I lived in my parent. I, my parents had a rent house at the time and I was renting from them and our toilet had broke. So it was a used toilet that I was using. Yeah, but we took it to the car. So I, I was sitting on our front porch for like two weeks. My mom was like, I'll pay you guys to get rid of this. And we looked like, you know, those people in the neighborhood. And, uh, and so we put the toilet in the back of the truck and we went and I was like, what if we spray paint this? And so we took it to the car wash and I just like cleaned it really good in the back of a vehicle and um, spray painted it bright pink with green polka dots. And so it began. I did, I did get a gun pulled on me once. And then I realized maybe I shouldn't do this. Like I would get off work at Sonic at like 11 and then go and move the toilet for the next house. And then one day, one time a guy who actually was my uncle pulled a gun on me and he was like, what are you doing in my yard? And I was like, well, when in Texas, don't (laughs) put toilets in people's yards at one in the morning. So but yeah, I raised the money and then and then uh, through a long, long series of events, finally made it to Australia. And, I can see the headlight now. Teen gets shot. Yeah. Placing yes. used toilet in front yard yes, in used. Texas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I I dodged that bullet literally. So. Oh gosh, that's funny. All right. So YWAM. I've actually heard of YWAM. I've I've done stuff with them before. I even one of my message trips, we uh, co did the trip with a YWAM team. Oh, cool. So I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm very familiar with YWAM. Um, uh, So you were in Australia, which is on my bucket list, never been, really want to go. Totally recommend it. Um, How long were you in Australia? I first went for six months, which actually part of that time we did uh, our outreach, which is kind of mm-hmm. where you actually use your training and go into the field. And, and we worked in Thailand for seven weeks. So I was there for six months, but seven weeks of that I was in Thailand with my team. And then um, I just I felt like it was right to go back on staff, which is a full-time volunteer position. So I came home for three months and chatted it through with my church and several mentors in my life, stuff like that. And then... Um, I packed my bags and I went back uh, three months later. And so I stayed there for all together six years, about six years. 
Wow. Yeah. And now when you went back, you worked on a boat, right? Yeah, I did a lot of things. So at first I wasn't on the ship. Um, it, we, have a, we had a medical ship, and, but I was working in our kind of registration marketing area. And then I also staffed our, our DTSs. So I mm. staffed and led some of those. And then um, like kind of found my way through what my passion was at the time I was there. So I kind of now look back and I see like why I didn't, why like all this school stuff didn't work out. It's because I didn't. I had never like had the experience anywhere in life yet to figure out what I was truly passionate about. Mm-hmm. So through YWAM, I got training like just by working by really amazing people and incredible leaders and super knowledgeable um, professionals in their field. And so over the course of those six years, I did lots of weird stuff. Like uh, I learned a mapping program and made maps. I led a dental clinic <laughs> with dental professionals on the medical ship, um, led DTSs. I even w- rolled back to my high school years where I learned, to, I learned how to weld in, at North because the class I wanted to be in was full, so I took welding. And I got to weld part of this wall together at our camp. So I did all these crazy things, but in the middle of that, I was working in our marketing area, and I just fell in love with media and like the digital world and video and all things communication um, and marketing. Wow, which is what you're doing now. Yes. So you're at eParis, which I know, but we're gonna say it anyway. Yeah. Um, And y'all office out of the Grove. Yep, we're at the Grove. So you're back in Paris, Texas. You're doing this. Yeah. Um, We've known, so you've been here for about a year. A year and a half, yeah. And then we've known about each other yeah. probably for six, seven, eight months. Well, I knew who you were because uh, my cousin Deanna Gall and you guys and you besties. You know. Yeah, y'all are besties. So she was telling me like, oh, you would love Broadway. He does video and this and that. Like you should really, you know, connect and get together or whatever. And um, Kimmy's awesome and just like raved about you guys. But then it, we never really crossed paths the at that point. The beard was too intimidating. Wasn't yeah, it? Well, yeah, yes. The beard, the wooden bow tie. The whole thing, the smart car, and likewise, uh, Deanna had said the same thing to us. I we have had, it's been off and on, but we've been having game night with Deanna and her husband Chris for like three, maybe four years. Yeah. At one point, it was once a month for like two years. Like we yeah. just always would have game night at their house, and then she would always talk about you and say, "Y'all need to connect." But it didn't happen. But then it did happen. But then it did. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and we worked on a project. Um, what was the first project we did? Well, we met kind of through the chamber, I guess. That's true. And then we, we kind of like saw each other more. And then in passing, I think we'd kind of talk about like drones and video. And then the lip sync thing. That's when kinda, it really yeah. kicked off. And boy, did it. So we, uh, we busy. <laughs> just happened, uh, you know, to make a video that went viral. Yes. Um, it was awesome. It was on CNN and I, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff that was really big and stuff. I yeah. don't know. Uh, but it was what we got from that more than the fact that it went viral is we learned how much and we had a we had a, a, a co 
yes. team member here that's not present at this podcast. Yes, but he deserves credit. Yes, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Davis. Davis. He's awesome sauce. Uh, but what we did learn in the making of this video is that we three work really well yeah, as a team. The dream team. Um, and I like you said once, we were talking to someone else and you were like, you'd worked on multiple projects in your career at YWAM and yeah. other stuff and you'd never been part of a team where everyone gets along so well yeah well it doesn't it's nothing like against just we're humans and so like you might have someone it's like you might have 10 you know three or four people you're working with but like you might have some overlay and like what you feel like is important in your role right and those things are easy to kind of in my experience like not really clash in a bad way but it's just like you all work like any team I worked with in YWAM, we work together well. But with what's different, I feel like between the three of us is that we all work together well in in three separate. We own our lane and we stay in the lane and we trust each other. Right. And that's so super hard to find. Very I mean, that rare. Is, that doesn't just happen by chance. And Very like we rare. showed up to that first meeting. We didn't even really talk before we went in there. No. And somehow we just all slotted into the right place and Correct. knew our role. And it was like magic happened. It was awesome. And yeah, so through the whole process, all, all the way from uh, like the thought process of what we're gonna do to the editing, to the pushing it yeah. out, all the way through it, we just jived really well. And then we were able to make multiple videos, lip syncs mostly in, in a month's period. Yeah, I think <laughs> like we did five six. or six, yeah. I think it was six. Yeah. And um, all of them were really, really, well, you did five. I Me did five. Me and Jeff did the, the sixth. Yeah. Because we did the Paris one before, because you were, Canada. Canada. Man. Jerk. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> take all these amazing pictures and <laughs> post them all over the place for everybody to be jealous and stuff. Yeah, well, you know. Rude. I know. Um, all right. And uh, so, you know, we are good friends. We, we work together. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Grove. That's actually where we're sitting right now in the Grove. Yes. So the Grove, uh, I mean, I, I had a couple of friends in Australia. We had talked about, like, how cool would it be? Because we, we all worked in kind of the creative world or, you know, digital world especially. And we were always like, you know, you go to a coffee shop, nothing against coffee shops, but you go and you get a coffee and it's like you want to sit down and work. And so after about, I don't know if anyone else has ever felt this way, but after about, like, four hours at Starbucks, you're like, should I buy another coffee? Like, am I overextending my, my welcome? And so it was just that kind of idea of like, is there a, a kind of a hub that we can get people together of either different or like-minded people mm-hmm. um, and just offer a place that has like, you know, fast internet and a cool cultured environment with coffee, but it's like, you can feel at home here all day long. And so, you know, it's one of those, it's called a co-working space and we, we called it the Grove because it's about, um, this is a place where if you don't have your roots planted anywhere, you can do that here, but also a grove is about fruit. And so like, once you plant your roots here, we want people to be able to grow their business and whether they grow it and stay here or grow it and move into their own office, mm-hmm. they can do that. And, um, so our tagline is connect, collaborate, create. And that's what we would like to see happen is like people come in here and you might not work in the same field at all as the other person, but you're always working and maybe you need to ask someone like, Hey, what do you think about this idea or whatever? And so it's, it's a friendly environment to interrupt people's work day and work together, even if they're on separate businesses or even competitors, like even, you know, I hate to use that word, but even people that maybe are working on the same type of company, it's like you can operate on each other's strengths and learn and both grow your business, you know? 
So that's kind of what it's about. That's amazing. And I've always dreamed of doing something similar yeah. to this. I mean, I talked to multiple people about it. Um, but this place is really cool. It's got exposed brick and cool chairs and this, like, nine million pound center yeah, table. Yeah, this is my pride and joy here. Yeah, like, don't let it fall on you because you will die. <laughs> yeah, you will, you will die. You will die. Um, and then it's got, I'm just kind of because people can't see what we're looking at. It's got all these, like, individual desks, but then it's got this one, like, mega desk. Yep. Holler back That's... office, if anyone watches The Office, mega desk. Um, where a bunch of people sit at, and it's got an awesome view of the beginning of going into downtown. Yes. You can see Paris Baby across the street. Yep. Um, so if you guys need an office, but don't really need, like, a big office, you just need a desk, you need to hit up the Grove. Yes. Where do they go? Like, a website, or what do they do? Yeah, well, you can reach us on Facebook or our website, so it's thegrovespace.com. Um, and But we're on Facebook, or you can contact me personally. Um, yeah. And if you want to just come in and try it out for a day, we're totally cool with that. We also have, like, a cool uh, training and conference room in the back that you can rent just for, with like... a huge skylight. You know, so... Huge Yes, massive skylight. natural skylight. Good for photos, good for meeting. Um... It's pretty cool. We've got like 2,600 square feet, so it's pretty big space, nice and open, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I, I like it, and it's I'm, awesome. maybe I'm partial. Okay, so eParis office, like, operates out yeah. of the Grove. Yeah, so they have the same parent company called 413 Media Core, okay. and uh, eParis, it's the same people, you know, that own it, but eParis, that was also part of it. It's like eParis was working just, like, remotely from different places, and we wanted to, as we were growing, like, super fast, and we were adding people to our team and wanting, you know, to um, strengthen what we were doing. We were like, we need a, we need a place. And so we kind of joined the two ideas together. And so eParis uh, so offices out of here. What'd y'all do before? We pretty much just like worked from home and we uh, worked from Starbucks and wow. Paris Coffee and, you know, stuff like that. So we, and we did a lot of stuff over the phone. So being here has allowed all of us to come together and it gets all of our brains on the same page. Makes life way Community. easier. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And we get to work with other cool people. Like we've got Impact Church that works out of here now until their new building's ready. Um, a local author, Brian Boyer with, with Aflac. Brian. Brian. He was one of our first. So he's a long time loyal Grover. Grover. The Grovers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. that's that's what we do out of here, and um, like it's cool because at all at any different time you'll have like a scanner going on talking about all the traffic of law enforcement first responders, and then you'll have uh, our friend you know that's an author using our dialogue to write her next book, or you know, and then you have insurance agents walking in and out and clients and stuff, and then yeah, so there's just like a cool like a lot going on, but everybody gets along really well and just kind of create our own little community out of sub-communities, I guess. So the only thing missing in this amazing location is, is you. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm kind of like, I'm one of those wannabe Grovers. You're a sub-Grover. Like, I'm a sub-Grover. Like, I don't office out of here, but because I work a lot with you guys yeah, i'm always in that's here, true so i'm like a you're like sub, the adopted adopted grover, grover. Yeah. yeah i'm yeah I'm like a lost little puppy or something yeah. um but the only thing missing is uh, a coffee maker i know we really need an espresso machine that's the next on our list so. what's the best espresso machine out there a, 
Well, for what, what brand? we want. Br- I, I think in America, I mean, I had a coffee machine in Australia that I loved, but I don't think they sell it here. But the, from what I've researched, like Breville is like the most affordable domestic coffee, you know, espresso machine. So how do we, um, we need to like reach out to them and say, hey, sponsor this podcast. Yes, yes, <laughs> send, Breville. All, all you have to do is send us one machine. Yes. That's it, one Just machine. Just one. And I, I guarantee you, if you don't have an espresso machine at home, <clears throat> Breville, listen up, um, then it's like you will absolutely love having the ability to make the best latte ever at home. I taught my parents into buying one. My mom like doesn't hardly ever go out for coffee anymore because she makes such a great coffee at home. And you told so. me once we were sitting down talking, hopefully I don't get in trouble for telling this, but you were telling me once that if y'all had a Breville machine, holler out Breville, um, yep. that you would actually make people espresso coffees. Am yes. I saying this right? Espresso. Espresso. Yes. I'm not a coffee drinker. That's okay. But, um, for them if you were here and you had the free time and it was yeah you would make it for them yes i coffee is like one of my most um your jam it is i love it i roast my own beans i have like 17 different types of way to brew coffee and uh and so i just i have a passion for also teaching other people the beauty of the different types of things that you can do with coffee it's like so more there's so much more to it than people realize. So I, I would love, like, if we got one, I would for sure, like, make coffee for people, but also would really love to, t- like, extend the skill and show so, people how to use it and, and make it really good latte. Instead of going to Starbucks and buying that really expensive coffee, yeah. you could come here have and pay for the office space yeah and get and good get a coffee, coffee. and if you we, don't have to if stay we got a coffee machine. you don't have to feel awkward like you're a squatter you know a starbucks squatter or whatever and there's nothing against going to coffee shops like i love going up to oh, paris yeah. coffee yeah. or starbucks and like meeting with people and having the community of a coffee shop but i hate feeling like i'm abusing that whenever well, i need to do, get something done or have a or have a private meeting or something like that the other hard part with with uh, uh, at least a lot of the local coffee shops don't get me wrong i love them is you run into too many people yeah like if you have the same five people around you then you can they'll understand especially if they're in a workspace they'll understand if you put your headphones on that you're trying to get work you're in the zone you're in the zone leave me alone yeah um but if you're at uh paris coffee which i love paris coffee love the people over there but they get a large number of people that come and go they're so busy and it's literally i couldn't imagine four hours in paris coffee because i would be stopped every 20 minutes to talk and like i love to still like we have the growth here and I still work from Starbucks every now oh, yeah. and then or I'll or I'll be like hey you know let's get out of here and let's let's meet up at Paris Coffee or let's meet at Starbucks and and grab a drink together and sit for a moment but if I'm one to be like I'm editing a video or I'm writing a breaking story or something like that I need to be you know in my work zone not not in the the talking zone which I also love equally as much but there, but there's a right time for each. Yeah, yeah. And so we don't. The Grove doesn't want to replace a coffee shop. We wanna, we wanna create something that doesn't exist here in Paris yet. And we, we it is here, but we wanna build that up continually, like adding in an espresso machine and creating this new alternative um, that is kind of, I feel like a niche that's not here yet, you know? Another thing I love, sorry, I just keep going back to conversations we've talked about because we, we have conversations like this all the time. Another thing I love that you've wanted to implement here is some sort of uh, like high school youth presence. Yeah, 
I mean, I would love to see people like come in and do their homework. We're not open really after five, but like kids go. I I used to go to school at at eleven thirty every day. But if there was a if there was a massive need, all of a sudden just showed up. If you had twenty students that thought like I would start doing my homework there if you stayed open after five all the time. Yeah. You you would figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out for sure. And even like college students, I mean, we want to create a place where people can like dream together and and like mix in with other professionals, maybe in a field that they're interested in and things like that but a a place to like you can meet two or three your buddies up here and work on a project together and it's a it's a community vibe but it's also a quieter space that's Um, awesome and you're downtown i mean like it's downtown is awesome and so i just think we have a cool space yeah i agree 100 percent. so yeah so okay we i went into e-paris but then i went back to the grove so let's go back to e-paris a little bit okay so tell people what e-paris is just in case they don't know well, eParis Extra, it started, I guess, now about eight years ago. I think about eight years ago. Uh, but in the last few years, we've changed a lot. And so we're a fully digital news source. So a lot of people say we're a digital newspaper, but we're not, we're not any print. So we don't do anything with print. We're all online. And we have an app. And we have, you know, a lot of people see us through Facebook. But we're actual, we actually host out of a, out of a website. And we'll, we'll do all types of news. So we do like school news and sports and breaking news and, you know, um, all, all types of like crime reports and uh, living and local and business features. I mean, anything that's going on locally, uh, you're going to hear about on eParis. And so it's like, to me, it's kind of, I always say it's like a hybrid between a newspaper and a TV channel because we mm-hmm. do recap videos on stuff and we do stories that um, you, you would see like, on TV news mm-hmm. channel, but we also cover a lot of things that a traditional newspaper would. So we're kind of that hybrid, and we try to keep things really short to the point and the information you need to know because we know like everyone's on the go all the time. Mm-hmm. So you get all the details you need, but we try to keep our articles like 300 words or less, unless it's just like necessary to go deeper. But um, and so we're we're on the spot. Like a lot of times, you know, I'll show up somewhere and we'll cover a story, and we have it posted within like two or three minutes. And so that's what I like about it is like it's it's super up to date and um, and yeah that's kind of what we do. That is awesome. And something a lot of people don't know about us is like we want to work with the community. Like a lot of people are like on scene somewhere before us or some they might know something. And so sending mm-hmm. in those news tips and like even photos and stuff like we're happy to share other photos and it might be like at a game or and even give you know you whatever credit, like- and we'll give you we'll give you photo credit you know and stuff like that. And so we want to work with people and like extend the eyes of the community and bring everyone all together so they have one centralized place to get it but it's feeding in from different people in different circles because like we're only a few people here at e-paris but if we can if we can work with the community to share the stories that really matter that they want to hear about that's what we want to do you know and so yeah hit us up that is awesome um what's uh trying to think of a good question here what's one thing you're looking forward to in the next five to ten years Ooh, (sighs) i don't know um that's a hard question i think i think we talked about this other day like i like to always look at the future but live but live yeah we did talk about this you know like i want to dream about my future but i also don't think like if this is where i want to be in five years i'm not going to start dreaming 
and investing into that as much as I am the steps right now to, to get, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, you know, so I'm like a hundred percent right now, but like, I would like to see in the future. Like I, I want to, I'm super passionate about video and not just because I like doing video. I don't think I'm ever going to be like <clears throat> Broadway or anything, but uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to be like soup, you know, just excelling in the video world. But the reason I love it is because I believe in, um, what can happen in the digital world. I think social media has totally changed the way that we empower and influence young people. Oh, yeah. And so I want to see how can we use that to our advantage and to educate people and, you know, that whole thing of, like, share what matters. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important. So in five years, I, would, I hope that I still get to work in that field. And I, like we were even talking the other day, both of us have, are, are blessed and just, like, so... Um, privilege to wake up and do what we love every oh, single day. Every and day. in five years, I hope I can still say that. Like, I want to, I, I don't truth. think we should go to work and, and not love what we do. I mean, obviously there are days, Oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, like I, I love what I do and I, I think it's important. Um, I think what I do is important. Otherwise I, I wouldn't want to do it. And know? we've been dabbling in our, you slash we been dabbling in 360 photography yes. and yes. video um, if you follow any of our socials, you'll see I post a lot of pictures. She's been doing a lot of video aspects yeah. with the 360, which I think has potential to go somewhere in the future as well as I know you do. Yeah. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Another thing I love about uh, um, our teamwork is that we're always looking for the next cool idea. Yeah. Like we probably have like 10 or more <laughs> yeah. different I hate to use the word schemes because it's not schemes. Uh, some but, of them are schemes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like creative outside of the box ideas of things to do either to help our community, to help, yeah. our, you know, our, build our careers, to businesses, just do yeah. something that's really crazy, really fun and yeah. outside of the box. Um, and I, I would say in the past, I've been back in Paris for like 10 plus years now since I moved away. That has been a really hard thing to find is somebody that I can bounce ideas off of or yeah. build ideas off of. That's really what the, what I love to do is like, I call it think tanking. Yep. Um, and that's when like a group of people usually like two or more, I would usually say three, four or five, but um, are, they have one idea, but then they just kind of build and build. Oh, what, what if we do this? And yeah. What if we do that? And that's something that I've achieved with you and Jeff and um we do really good at we just yeah. like what if you had this and what if you jump out of an airplane and skydive i knew you were gonna go there with land. the airplane yeah i don't know we're gonna have to do that at some point just so we can stop someone is there an scheming. airplane skydiving company that it, wants to sponsor like this to podcast sponsor. <laughs> it'll make you a really cool video i talk about sponsors all the time on this podcast i really would like at least one sponsor in the history of this podcast uh-huh. so i can say we're sponsored yeah. <laughs> and and this podcast is sponsored by brought to you by da, 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 da. or i listen to another guy that he'll do a little bit like it's almost funny like he'll do a little comedy bit in the middle he's like have you ever thought about needing to do this <laughs> well you know what i've really thought about it a lot and i think you know what really helps me is this yeah and it's like a, a little plug it's like an ad in the middle of his <laughs> podcast and i'm like this is really weird but kind of cool um, we're gonna anyway. start sneaking in there so I, yeah someone eventually will be like you know what that'd be and it'll be someone random someone i'm totally not thinking about that's right will call me up and say hey i want to sponsor one of your podcasts i'm like what so. we need to start you need to start putting little easter eggs in there like if you people hear it and they bring it up like companies yeah like <clears throat> like you could do a giveaway like 
you know, if oh, if you if you're listening and you've made it this far in the podcast, then you get five dollars from for coffee at this place. But how would I know they're the how like the first they have person. to contact me? Okay, like if we said, okay, the first person that makes it this far and contacts Broadway gets five dollars to Paris Coffee Company. Well, I see how that could work, but I have a few very loyal fans. Oh. that listen to every podcast. They're going to get coffee a lot. They, they would be all about it. And they're usually, I, I can name them right now, they're usually the first ones to say something. <laughs> and they always comment on my Facebook wall because I have a page for this podcast. And I love them to death. I've, you know, They've actually been on this podcast. I won't give it away, but they've been on this podcast. And, um, and yeah, they always comment. And so they'd be, they, hands down, they, they'd win. Be, they, they would win be the first every person. Time. Yeah. Someone in that family would be the first person. Like, if you don't comment, then you won't get a... If you, if you don't comment, you'll get a toilet in your yard. I have another... <laughs> <laughs> I still have that toilet, by the no, way. You don't. Yes, it's at my parents' house. My stuff, everything that I owned when I left, like, I had a whole house worth of stuff, and I sold a lot of it, but most of it went into, like, I say storage lightly because it means my dad's workshop, which apparently was infested with rats because I threw everything that I kept in the garbage when I got back. But it was there for six years. Wow. But the toilet is the only thing still in storage. Wow. <laughs> so if anyone needs to fundraise. What I, I have another podcast that <clears throat> I do, um, and something we do on that podcast is we give people jobs. So in the podcast, like, I'll, give, I'll be giving someone a hard, hard time in the podcast and be like, you need to go find this guy and shake his hand because he's, he's super shy and he doesn't, like, yeah. you know, he doesn't like opening up to people. So go find him and shake his hand next time you see him. Um, so I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I need to find a job that I can give people on this podcast that then like, if they like do send it, me a news tip. Yeah. <laughs> send, <laughs> hey, yes. I'm just trolling here for, if, <laughs> if you have any news tips, send them straight to Leah and then say Broadway sent me. Yes. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> I like it. Works out for <laughs> me. Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so your job for this week is to send tips to Leah What's Real news tips, no fake, no what, fake what, stuff. How do you want them to send it to you? Uh, text, call, email. But they don't Facebook. have any of that. My phone number's on our website. Okay, go to eParis's website. You can Facebook eParis Extra. Facebook eParis Extra with any news tips. That's I it. I mean, but legit news tips. Real not, news tips. Not like I lost my dog. Maybe, but no. not. No, no. <laughs> like, I just caught this picture of, of you know, this I don't know. An alien or an something. An alien or Okay, purse, don't send me a, a picture of an alien. No Bigfoot, <laughs> totally, no alien. I'm totally I already know. photoshopping a picture with an alien in it. Like on the square and just send it to you. Well, that'll be an April Fool story for E-Paris Extra. <laughs> we should do that. Do y'all do like an April Fool story? I always want to, but you never know how people are going to take it. I really wanted to put like a fake Chick-fil-A's coming to Paris, but I thought we would get reamed for it, so yeah. I didn't do that. We got to come you, up with something. You need sneaky. a good one that you won't get like in trouble for, but yeah. it'll be funny. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah, but yeah, it is hard. We have a little bit of time. We'll think about it. I'm good gonna one. put. I am always giving out free videos to the entire community. That's not a good. <laughs> one. <laughs> not a good one. Not a good one. All right. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. No problem. Is this as intimidating as you thought it was going to be? No. If Broadway asks you to be on the podcast, just say yes. It's fun. That's your job. I try really hard to make it fun. It is fun. That's your job. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. As always, we put a new one down every Monday. 
um, just tune in. I if you haven't already, you should go on Facebook and then search Paris, Texas. You should most likely find a group called Paris, Texas, and that is my group page. I will uh, release like. On Fridays, I usually release who's coming up that next Monday. On Mondays, I release don't forget this person's up. Go check them out. Um, sometimes on my Instagram, I, I will uh, release little video clips of the, the people that are either on right now or have been on. Um, so go follow me somewhere, Facebook, so, uh, Instagram, somewhere like that. Go follow Leah. She's also on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow E. Paris. The Grove has one too, Facebook? Yeah, our Facebook isn't as active, but we are on there. Yeah, but they could ask you questions. Probably. Yeah, definitely. If you want information on The Grove, we're on Facebook for sure. So go get on Facebook and follow all these peoples. If you somehow found this podcast, but you don't know how to find podcasts, go to any <laughs> podcast app, search Paris, Texas, and you will find it. That's where it's located. That, that right there. Um, as always, thank you again. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.